my name is Mila Cárdenas. I am doing the show for Bored Kids with Stressed Parents. The show is called Storytime with Mila for Kids. Today we will be reading Chapter 7 of the BSG by Road Doll. And today I have a special guest, my good friend Elena. Hello. Okay, let's get going. Chapter 7, The Marvelous Ears. Back in the cave, the big friendly giant, giant sat Sophie down once again on the enormous table. Is you quite snuggly there in your nightie? He asked. You isn't pretty cold. I'm fine, Sophie said. I cannot help thinking, said the BFG, about your poor mother and father. By now I must be jumping and stomping all over the house shouting, Hello? Hello? Where is Sophie gone? don't have a mother and father, Sophie said. They both died when I was a baby. Oh, you poor little scrumpling, cried the BFG. Is you missing them very badly? Not really, Sophie said, because I never knew them. You is making me shad, the BFG said, rubbing his eyes. Don't be sad, Sophie said. No one is ever going to be worrying too much about me. That place you took me from was the village orphan orphanage. There are orphans there. You is an orphan? Yes. How many is there in there? Ten of us, Sophie said. All little girls. Was you happy here there? The BFG asked. I hated it, Sophie said. The woman who ran it was called... Mrs. Clonkers, and if she caught you breaking any of the rules like getting out of bed at night or not folding up your clothes, you get punished. How is you getting punished? She locked us in a dark cellar for a day and night without anything to drink, to eat or drink. The old rotten, old rustrapper, cried the BFG. It was horrid, Sophie said. We used to dread it. There were rats down there. We could hear them creeping about. The filthy old fizz wiggler, shouted the BFG. That is the horse thing I has heard for years. You is making me sadder than ever. All at once, a huge tear that would have filled a bucket rolled down one of the BFG's cheeks and fell with a splash on the floor. It made quite a puddle. Sophie watched with astonishment. What a strange and moody creature this was, she thought. One moment, he is telling me my head is full of squashed flies, and the next moment, his heart is melting for me because of Mrs. Clonker's boxes in the cellar. The thing that worries me, Sophie said, is having to stay in this dreadful place for the rest of my life. The orphanage was pretty awful, but I wouldn't have been there forever, would I? All is my fault, the BFG said. I is the one who kid-snatched you. Yet another enormous tear from his eye and splashed onto the floor. Now that I come to think of it, I won't actually be there all that long, Sophie said. I is afraid you will, the BFG said. No, I won't. Sophie said. Those brutes out there are bound to catch me sooner or later and have me for tea. I is never letting that happen, the BFG said. 
For a few moments, the cave was silent. Then Sophie said, May I ask you a question? The BFG wiped the tears from his eyes with, with the back of his hand and gave Sophie a long, thoughtful stare. Shoot away, he said. Would you please tell me what you were doing in our village last night? Why are you poking that long trumpet thing into the Gucci children's bedroom, then blowing then blowing through it? Aha! Uh-huh, cried the BFG, sitting up suddenly in his chair. Now he's getting noisier than a parker in the suitcase you were carrying. Sophie said, what on earth is all that about? The BFG stared suspiciously at the small girl cross-legged on the table. You is asking me to tell you whoopsie big secrets? He said. Secrets that nobody is ever hearing. I wouldn't tell a soul, Sophie said. I swear it. How could I anyway? I'm stuck here for the rest of my life. You could be telling other giants. No, I couldn't, Sophie said. You told me they would eat me up the moment they saw me. And so they would, said the BFG. You is a human being, and human beings is like straw buncles and cream to those giants. If they are going to eat the moment they see me, then I would have then I wouldn't have time to tell them anything, would I? Sophie said. You wouldn't, said the BFG. Then why did you say I might? Because I is brimful of buzz burgers, the BFG said. If you listen everything to everything I am saying, you will be getting earache. Please tell me what you were doing in the, in our village, Sophie said. I promise you can trust me. Would you teach me how to make an elephant? The BFG asked. What do you mean? Sophie said. I would dearly love to have an elephant to ride on, the BFG said dreamily. I would so much love to have a jumbly big elephant and go riding through the green forest picking peachy fruits off the trees all day long. This is a sizzling hot muck frumping country we're living in. Nothing grows in it except snoss cumbers. I would love to go somewhere else and pick peachy fruits in the early morning from the back of an elephant. Sophie was quite moved by this curious statement. Perhaps one day we will get you an elephant, she said, and peachy fruits as well. Now tell me what you were doing in our village. If you was really wanting to know what I am doing in your village, the BFG said, I is blowing a dream into the bedroom of the those children. Blowing a dream? Sophie said, what do you mean? I is a dream blowing giant. The BFG said, when all the other giants is galloping off every what way in which to swallow up human beings, I is scuttling away to other places to blow dreams into the bedrooms of sleeping children. Nice dreams, lovely golden dreams, dreams that is giving the dreamer a happy time. Now hang on a minute, Sophie said. Where do you get those dreams? I collect them, the BFG said, waving an arm towards all the rows of bottles on the shelves. I have billions of them. 
You can't collect a dream, Sophie said. A dream isn't something you can catch hold of. You is never going to understand about it, the beauty said. That is why I is not wishing to tell you. Oh, please tell me, Sophie said. I will understand. Go on. Tell me how you collect dreams. Tell me everything. But Beatty settled himself comfortably in his chair and crossed his legs. Dreams, he said, is very mysterious things. They is floating around in the air like little witsy things, misty bubbles, and the and all the time they is searching for sleeping people. Can you see them? Sophie asked. Never at first. Then how do you catch them if you can't see them? Sophie asked. Aha! Said the BFG. Now we is getting to the dark and dusty secrets. I won't tell a soul. I is trusting you. The BFG said. He closed his eyes and sat quite still for a moment while Sophie waited. A dream, he said, as it goes whiffling through the night air, is making a tiny little buzzing humming noise. This little buzzing hum is so very silvery soft. It is impossible for a human being to be hearing it. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Sophie asked. The BFG pointed up at his enormous truck wheel ears, which he now began to move in and out. He performed this exercise proudly, with a little proud smile on his face. Is you seeing these? He asked. How could I miss them? They may they may be as looking a bit prosperous to you. The BFG said, but you must believe me when I say they are very extra usual ears indeed. They is not to be coughed at. I'm quite sure they're not, Sophie said. This is allowing me to hear absolutely every single twiddly little thing. You mean you can hear things I can't hear, Sophie said. You is a deaf as a dumpling compared to me," cried the BFG. "You is on. You is hearing only thumping loud noises with those little earwigs of yours. But I am hearing all the secret whispers of the world, such as what?" Sophie asked. "In your country," he said, "I is hearing the footsteps of a lady bird as she goes walking across the field." Honestly," Sophie said, beginning to be impressed. What's more, I is hearing those footsteps very loud. The BFG said, "When a lady bird is walking across a leaf, I is hearing her feet going clumpity clumpity clump like giant's footsteps." Good gracious me! Sophie said, "What else can you hear?" I is hearing the little ants chittering to each other as they scuttle around in the soil. You mean you can hear ants talking? Every single word, the BFG said. 
although I is not exactly understanding the language. Go on, Sophie said. Sometimes on a very clear night, the BFG said, and if I swiggle in my ears in the right direction, and here he swiggled his great ears upward so they were facing the ceiling. If I is swiggling them like this, and the night is very clear, I is sometimes hearing faraway music coming from the stars in the sky. A queer little shiver passed through the Sophie's body. She sat very quiet, waiting for more. My ears is what told me you was watching me out to your window last night, the BFG said. But I didn't make a sound, Sophie said. I was hearing your heart beating across the road, the BFG said, loud as a drum. Go on, Sophie said, please. I can hear plants and trees. Do they talk, Sophie asked. They is not exactly talking, the BFG said, but they is making noises. For instance, if I come along and I is picking a lovely flower, if I is twisting the stem of the flower till it breaks, the plant is screaming. I can hear it screaming and screaming very clear. You don't mean it, Sophie cried. How awful! Is it screaming like you would be screaming if someone is twisting your arm right off? Is that really true? Do you, Sophie asked. Do you, you think I have Swiss fiddle on you? It is rather hard to believe. Then I is stopping right here. I is the BFG said the BFG sharply. I is not wishing to be called a fibster. Oh, no, I'm not calling you anything, Sophie cried. I believe you. I do, really. Please go on. The BFG gave her a long, hard stare. Sophie, Sophie looked right back at him. Her face opened to his, to his. I believe you, she said softly. She had to have offended him. She could see that. I wouldn't ever be fibbling to you, he said. I know you wouldn't, Sophie said, but you must understand that it isn't easy to believe such an amazing thing straight away. I understand that, said the BFG, said. So do, please forgive me and go on, she said. He waited a while longer, and then he said, it is the same trees with as it is with flowers. If I is chopping an axe into a trunk of a big tree, I is hearing a terrible sound coming from inside the heart of the tree. What sort of sound? Sophie asked. A soft moaning sound, the BFG said. It is like the sound an old man is making when he is dying slowly. He paused. The cave was very silent. Trees is living and growing just like you and me, he said. They is alive, so is plants. He was sitting very straight in his chair now, his hands clasped tightly together in front of him. His face was bright, his eyes round and bright as two stars. Such a wonderful and terrible sound I is hearing. He said, some of them you will never wish to be 
observing yourself, but some is like glorious magic. Music. He seemed almost to be transfigured by the excitement of his thoughts. His face was beautiful in its blaze of emotions. Tell me more about them, Sophie said quietly. You just ought to be hearing the little micees talking, he said. Little micees is always talking to each other, and I is hearing them as loud as my own voice. What do they say? Sophie asked. Only the micees know that, he said. Spiders is also talking a great deal. You might not be thinking it, but spiders is the most tremendous natterboxes. And when they are spinning their webs, they are singing all the time. They are singing sweeter than a nightingale. What else do you hear? Sophie asked. One of the biggest chat bags is the cattle piddlers. Lydia, she said. What do they say? They are arguing all the time about who is going to be the prettiest butterfly. That is all they are ever talking about. Is there a dream floating around in here now? Sophie asked. The BFG moved his great ears this way and that, listening intently. He shook his head. There is no dream in here, he said, except in the bottles. I is a special place to go for catching dreams. They is not often coming to giant country. How do you catch them? The same way you is catching butter, buttery flies, BFG answered. With a net. He stood up and crossed over to a corner of the cave where a pole was leaning against the wall. The pole was about 30 feet long and there was a net at the end of it. Here is the dream catcher, he said, grasping the pole in one hand. Every morning I is going out snitching new dreams to put in my bottles. Suddenly he seemed to lose interest in the conversation. I is getting hungry, he said. It is time for eats. I'm sorry, my friends, but that is the end of the chapter. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Mila for Kids. On the notes, find the link to the book on Amazon. Please share and invite your friends and family to listen. Stay safe and stay home. Bye!